Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to the Steelers post-game show. I am not Jeff Hartman. I am editor Dave Schofield from Behind the Steel Curtain, coming at you with yet another Steelers loss, three in a row. We'll get to all that, but before we get to that, we got to get the important stuff with us. As always, the podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis. Brian, how are you tonight? David! What? That's from Yankee Rose from 1986, David Lee Roth. And I got to tell you, I think that's the last time the Steelers were this bad. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. First thing we have to do is people are looking, they're like, all right, we see a new face. We see the sunshine behind him. If you're looking here on YouTube or Facebook Live, um, if you're with us in, in podcast form uh, later on, just take my word for it. But we have joining us tonight one Kyle Kreiss, the star of What Yin's Talking About, the podcast that runs on the BTSC family of podcasts on Fridays. If you haven't caught that yet, you are really missing out. But Kyle was here filling in on the post game. He's coming in, giving us the West Coast perspective <laughs> of this Steelers team, which, um, well, guys, it's one and three. It is what it is. The Steelers fall once again. This time it was a score of 27 to 17. The Steelers offense once again cannot get over the 17-point threshold. Yes, they scored. The Steelers scored 23 points in week one, but seven of those points were attributed to special teams. Much like the Steelers should have had seven points attributed to special teams tonight, oh, yeah. today, this afternoon, however you want to put it. But we will get to that when we get to the special teams portion of the show um right now we already have a super chat coming in here we've got two dollars in the tip jar from steel dog 88 thank you very much he says boys it's going to be a long season so yes kyle i didn't get a chance to even say how are you doing out there on the west coast what, what what's up you're what's up you're Dave, brian thank you for having me on this uh you know, on this low point, the low, the low water mark, much like the drought here in Los Angeles, the, we're going through a low water mark right now. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a low point when you're having a losing streak that every game that adds to that streak seems to get a little bit lower. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think this was as bad as a performance as what we saw from the Steelers last week. Overall, what do you think? Kyle, we'll start with you. What do you... What do you if you look at from what the Steelers did in week three to now in week four, do, do are you saying, I mean, it's still a loss. A loss is a loss. We're not looking for moral victories. But if you're talking about the, 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 the trajectory of the team, did they hit a low point in their play? Or do you think that they at least made some improvements from last week? You know, you're not going to see it on the scoreboard, but I think statistically – you know, at least we were doing some things in the running game that we've been saying we were going to be trying to do all month. You know, I know people were saying, oh, we still didn't run enough. But uh, I think this was our, I mean, most effective. Is that, it's hard to say most effective in, out of this sample size. But I think it's got to be our most effective run attack so far. Okay, with we will get to to looking at the running attack. Brian. Overall, before we get into that and break down those specific things, your thoughts on this team? Did they did they continue the progression of 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 worse play week by week, or do you think they might have at least made some improvements in some aspect of their game? I'm going to actually surprise a lot of people and say that I thought that they made some great strides 
on offense. On defense, I was I was disappointed a little bit how much they were uh, they were shredded by Aaron Rodgers at a few points, but they did step up. So there's a lot to talk about there. I will say this: I'm I am going to go ahead and pin the loss on a lot of wayward throws. And I think if some of those connect, and I think if you don't get a raw deal right before the half on a penalty that I'm sure we're going to talk about, that this game is a whole lot different. But I thought I saw some improved offensive line play. I mean, great offensive line play? No. Um, I'm still seeing some questionable calls as well. But my hopes were dashed. And I I guess I had false hopes going into this. And I guess my false hopes are as the false hopes of really Kyle actually using that machine behind him because uh, you know that's just there for show (laughs) okay Brian you've got to do it for our podcast sisters what are you referencing oh yeah that's that's true he has a uh, I don't even know what it's called is that just a treadmill or a or one of those uh, Nordic tracks or (laughs) yeah you know people people in the industry call it a treadmill but I just call it a uh, look at your neighbor's station. <laughs> there you, I like that. Oh, right. there's some strange shoes underneath the bed at the Jones house. <laughs> there you go. All right, we've got five dollars in the in the tip jar from Tyler W. He said this game felt like it could have been 28-24 Steelers or 10 to 35, which I'm saying based on a score he meant Packers. This yeah, this game felt like it really could have gone kind of out of control either way. And it's kind of leads into the whole notion of why I, why I felt that this, this week just felt different than last week, because I felt like the Steelers weren't completely out of it based on their play. I basically had no hope for them to really do anything last week at the, just the way that they were performing. It just, it just seemed out of it more than anything, but this week it, it felt like it goes to show that with the NFL, one or two little things lining up properly, improperly, going your way, not going your way, can make such a huge, huge difference. We saw, we, like I say, we'll get to the special teams aspect, but Brian already mentioned the Aaron throws. We had the with the Aaron throws. If you connect on just one of those throws, just one of those throws, it is a whole different ball game. And it goes to show how everything has to align properly and you have to execute on each play and each opportunity that you have. And that's the difference between a 27-17 defeat and a 24-20 to victory. It's just how it goes. We've got some more uh, super chats here. We got another $5 into the tip, tip jar from Chris I'm going to go cubbage. I'm going to say that that's nice. My, my brother on the Scobro show just loves to loves to hear me butcher names. That, that's his favorite part. No, he says, I love it's got to be. Yeah. So ho- hopefully right. I got that one. He said, I love Ben and what he's done for the organization, but sadly, it's time to go. People, you know, people keep saying it's time to go. I don't like that phrase. I don't like the phrase. I understand if it's if it's time to go means we're kicking you out. I don't, I, I I just don't like the way that's worded. And I, and I see it on social media all the time. Kyle does 
the show about social media, the conversation about the conversation. So he understands that. But to say he's got to go, that just that's one of those phrases. I mean, no offense, Chris. I understand what you're saying, but it kind of irks me. I understand to me, I would say it's time to try something new. It's time to move in a different direction, you know, because almost like people are like. I don't want, and we're going to get to Ben Roethlisberger here after we clean up some more of these super chats. I don't want to feel like it's, it's, you keep playing Ben out of a sign of respect, but I do feel like the way you phrase any kind of transition you would have can be phrased respectfully. If you'd understand what I'm saying, rather than say, um, he's got to go. I would say it's time to try something new. That's just me. I'm just, I, we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me hit these up real quick. Um, Wilson, I can't remember if it's Pava or P-A-V-A. I, I can't remember. That's okay. $12 into the tip jar. says, Miss John I last week, keep Pava, it up. But, but we've you never asked him. Yeah, we never asked him. Okay. Um, Wilson, yeah. let us know this later and we'll, we'll see if we can catch it. Said, missed y'all last week. Keep it up. Focus should be on getting Rodgers, re-signing Minka, and improving the O-line through the draft free agency. OL has the potential, but I think we're missing one or two more guys. Also, we'll just say forget the refs. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it that way. Um, I, I'm not ready to look at next season. I'm not ready to do that. There's still... I mean, I almost want to say 12 games, but there's still 13 games left to play. I feel like we're at the quarter mark, but we're we're not really at the quarter mark. So um, anything either of you guys want to want to chime in there with, with that one before we roll on? I mean, you know, with Ben, it's like, you know, you got to dance with the, with the guy who brought you to prom. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we know what we have behind Ben, or maybe the fan base doesn't, but I think everyone in the organization knows what we got behind Ben. And unless... You know, unless he breaks his arm, I can't. I just can't see anyone. I know everyone wants to see something different, but you know, we, we we've seen Ben at some of his worst this season uh, because of some other circumstances. We're gonna see uh, Mace or Haskins or whoever. We're gonna see some of them at their worst too because of the same situation. So mm-hmm. you got You got to dance with the one who brought you, Brian. Back in 1988, my prom date left me just sitting there alone while she danced with other dudes, and I was wearing a white tux with a peach cummerbund and peach ruffles, so I got to tell you, I didn't get a chance to dance with them. So that's that's it. I mean, when your date isn't good anymore, then you've got to call up you got to go back in time, call up Casey Kasem, ask for a long-distance dedication, and it's Ray Charles hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Hey. Cold, cold-hearted. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll get to that. One last one here. B. Mentlo, $5 into the chip tip jar, says, why does the offensive line look so weak? They're always getting pushed back into Ben's lap. Other teams' own lines that we've played handle our defense. I don't know if I'd I'd say that, but I do notice that our that it seems like the that our offensive line, I don't know if it's their philosophy. I don't know if it's just based on their play right now and how young they are particularly if you're looking at the left tackle position, I don't want to point them out too much. It does seem that one Dan Moore Jr., or I could just say just the left tackle position, does give an awful lot of ground. Does Seems like it's almost give ground, give ground, give ground, stay between Ben Roethlisberger and the defender. Um, Kyle, you're nodding in approval. What are, you, what, what are you thinking there? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's trying to just push him down past Ben as far as he can, but, you know, 
as you as we see, it's like he's right up he's right up on him, you know. So uh, he he just doesn't seem to have the the leverage or the strength. You know, this is a this is a young I don't want to call him a young boy, but compared to some of the people he's going up against, you know, this is a guy who was kicking his heels just to get the call on day two of the draft, and now he's up there going against mm-hmm. some grown men, you know. Yeah, Brian. I tell you what, I I think he's uh, he's just going through growing pains, and not the fun kind of growing pains. This isn't Alan Thick mm-hmm. and Joanna Kearns. This is really like the uh, when they brought Leo DiCaprio later on. It was just really show me it, that smile again. Show me that smile. <laughs> but the smile's not. The smile's gone, yeah. Kyle. The smile's yeah. gone. I like Dan Moore Jr. I mm-hmm. want him in there before Chooks a Korafor. Yeah. I know Chooks is out, but mm-hmm. we could get all on that. I just think that you're experiencing those growing pains. We're still not uh, seeing amazing things out of other guys on the offensive line. Still thought it was a better, better effort, but you left a guy out on an island because he was not your choice. He was supposed to be the guy that you weren't seeing on game day. That was your healthy scratch. Uh, did not make the, did not get a hat on game day and he got thrown into the fire. You know, He's going to be good unless he gets, uh, unless he just gets uh, his con- conference lambasted. But I'm really thinking that he's the future. But for 2021, he's uh, he's not there yet. Yeah, I'm going to roll through some of these here kind of real quick because I really want to get into breaking down, you know, the run game, the pass game, um, all those things. But Shield 91, I got to love this one, $2 in the tip jar. I think I'm in the acceptance stage of grief. Uh, I I think we're all kind of there, understanding that this team is what they are. I can feel you there. I'm trying to find these other super chats, but there's so many people in the live chat having a great discussion, which we highly encourage. But here's here's uh... I was going to say real quick, I think most people are still in the bargaining stage of grief where they're like, we just got to sign Cam or we just got to sign Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right, that they are the bargaining. And now they're like, you know what, this is what it is. I'll see your bargaining and I'll raise you. I'm in the Groundhog Day state of grief. It's just like Sonny and Cher (laughs) keep coming back on and like, here we go again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tate Boys, uh, one of our contributors um, on the podcast platform at times. Um, 499 of the tip jar said, missed two TDs, the Juju field position changing, missed a DJ, fumble from holding too long, at least 20 points all on Ben. We know um, we know Mason, let's see, Haskins. That's, that's a take that's out there. That's going to be some popular ones that's there. We will get to that quarterback play here in just a moment. $1.99 from Marquis Hunt says, I'm sad we will never, or, or will we ever win a game? You know what? Your next opportunity comes in seven days that's the way the nfl works unless you have a bye week or you're playing on thursday or monday it it's the the loss stinks right now it does but you know what you've got to get back on that train because it's not going to wait for you you're just going to have to keep rolling okay oh i think here's what i'm going to mess up i'm in jay singh i'm going to go with that uh five dollars in the tip jar says offense has potential but looks like Ben and wide receivers are not on the same page lots of misses and little heart and no fight from the wide receivers let's oh okay I, we're going to come back to that one because we do got one more justin golf 499 says offensive right spots line looked much better I, i'll be honest with you i think they are getting better each week i'm still not saying they're good 
but I think they're improving. They're 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 improving. And honestly, I thought Joe Haig looked much better at right tackle. That's just me. Yes. Okay. Um, receivers were getting open, not Najee improving weekly, missed opportunities today. I can agree with that with the missed opportunities. Um, so let's go ahead, go thinking of what the of what of what the last one was. Let's go ahead and look, let's go passing game. If we look at the passing game, this is what we have. First of all, you have Ben Roethlisberger, who was of uh, 26 of 40 for 232 yards, um, one touchdown, one interception, sacked twice, one. I guess I guess that was a, not a fumble one because he had hit the ground, um, but two turnovers and all. Before we get to the receivers, um, we'll, we'll start with Brian. Your overall assessment of one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger in the passing game. <sighs> oh, 78.3 rating. I almost forgot to say that. Go ahead. Ooh, yeah. Gosh, here, here I go having to say it. I love Ben Butt. Mm-hmm. And that really, we we saw now somebody made a mention on that first throw that went over right over Juju, wide open Juju Smith-Schuster's head, that that was a ball for Claypool. But that's a problem. I mean, this is a receiver that you know it should have been on the money. That was not on Juju. There was another ball where Juju Juju on the uh, left side was wide open. And in our Slack channel, something was brought up, and the question was, Matty Peverell brought this up, and he said, I'm not sure if that was Ben or if the receivers aren't getting separation. And one guy that we all respect, Dave, you will definitely agree with this, is the coach, KT Smith. Cliff Harris is still a punk. And one thing that he said, it's Ben. And you have a coach that analyzes game film all the time, and he said his throws are off. And that's the problem. We should be celebrating today the fact that he moved into sixth place all time for passing yards. But no one wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to talk about the fact that one of our uh, Super Chats just said missed opportunities. There were missed opportunities against this defense. Not a great defense. Um, With some injuries on that defense as well. I kind of get a king being out, but I just thought that uh, Ben was off, and he continues to be. You know, I'm going to I'm going to be a little more optimistic on it. You know, because because you're right, the throws were off. But I mean, I know it's a game of inches. They 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 these throws were literally just off by inches, and they're gonna you know they're gonna connect at some point, and we're seeing the things that we didn't see so far this season. We saw some throws over the middle. Um, you know, we saw some uh, throws with, with emphasis, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the gooses that we, you know, to Claypool. Um, nothing, nothing lined up, you know, we couldn't, couldn't connect with Juju. Uh, the, the, the deep throw, the, the one deep throw for the touchdown, you know, he looked like the Ben of 2013. Uh, then there was the, jump ball for Johnson that, you know, maybe a, maybe a Claypool might've had a better shot at it, but you know, DJ got a hand on it and one of those comes together and Ben's stat line looks a little better. I, you know, I'm not ready to throw in the terrible towel yet on Ben. Uh, you know, I think we're seeing, you were seeing more than what we saw last week against the Bengals. 
Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to bring up this super chat question to, to kind of lead into something else with that. This is from Occam's Ox, 499 of the tip jar. He says, a half-decent quarterback makes the rest of the offense look better. It doesn't look like Ben can compete at a pro level anymore. It's not his fault. He got old. I say, you know, father time waits for no one. I was really sad when the Steelers, you know, and, and Ramon Foster moved on and Foster retired. But it's just, it was time. With, with Ben right now, I have to say that, and I've said it before, did you really want a a younger, unexperienced quarterback having to play behind this offensive line that needs to come together? It's almost like, Ben, do what you can do while we try to fix this line, and then it's just going to be for the next guy because we we know he's at the end. The, the issue is, I'm going to ask this question before we go into the receiving numbers. Do you feel at all like it would – that the I'm going to kind of lead you with my answer. Do you feel like the Green Bay defense really stopped the Pittsburgh offense today or it was the Pittsburgh offense stopped themselves? Brian, I'm going to have you go first. Pittsburgh offense stopped themselves, David. And, you know, like I said, you know, you know, I, I made the joke earlier, the, the Ray Charles joke, the hit the road jack. I'm not looking to get rid of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm wanting Ben Roethlisberger to be on target. And he's rusty, and these are four games. I, You know, there's so much discussion. Well, you've got Mason. You've got, you've got Haskins. I just don't think the answer is there. And I think Ben Roethlisberger still gives this team the best chance to win. I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking that he's going to pull it out. But there were some weird things that happened with the play calling, and they had opportunities. And you know, I just wonder about a few, uh, a lot of things. I'm not throwing this directly on Ben's shoulders. I'm, uh, I'm looking in other directions as well. But it starts with your your captain on offense, and it starts with that. And those wayward passes to me were were the problem. So, if that answers your question, no. Green Bay's defense did not. Green Bay's defense did not win this game. Yeah, Green Bay didn't have anything splashy on defense, and and Coach said it as much so after the fact. You know, he he all due respect to the to them as players, but um, the you know the the, the detail wasn't there on on offense, and yeah. uh, but you know I think that what what were what were our expectations really? You know, you know I compare it to, a lot to kind of Peyton's last year where. You kind of knew what you had, and you had to find ways to win, you know, despite that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to kind of turn it back a little bit. I'll, I'll pick a random year there, like a 2015 or a 2016. The, the, the Green Bay defense tonight, it's basically they didn't do anything to lose them the game. It's not like they went out there and shut down the Steelers' offense. It's more of the Steelers' offense. It, they weren't making big superstar plays. It's that the Steelers' offense – couldn't get anything consistently enough to make all the plays against an NFL caliber defense. Not not the best the NFL has to offer, but just an NFL defense. Um, again, Evgeny Crosby, 499 of the tip chart, says, the Steelers are not doing any of those things. Ben will be the QB till the end of the year, barring something amazing. He simply won't be re-signed. That sounds very much like the kind of move that the Steelers would make. Let's move real quick to the receivers. Um, the top receiver this week, no one's to really, no one's surprised. It's all 13 targets, had nine receptions for 92 yards. And a touchdown, a 45-yard touchdown uh, by Deontay Johnson. 
I'll, to kind of bring this back to, to Ben a little bit, we'll, we'll, we'll just to keep in mind after I read out the rest of these numbers, is was he more relaxed on that play because he knew it was a freebie? You've got to always remember that. The pressure was off on that play, so it was almost like he knew it was a freebie. Other, other receivers, James Washington, five targets, four receptions, 69 yards. Uh, let's let's see what else. I'm trying to get these in order. Uh, Najee Harris was targeted seven times, had six receptions for 29 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster, he was targeted eight times with two receptions for 11 yards. Uh, we know about wow. the, 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 the plays over there. Here was the one that was really disappointing to me. Pat Frermuth, one target, one reception, 11 yards. Zach Gentry, one reception with 10. Uh, Ebron had two receptions for eight. He was two for two with his targets. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, um, one one target, one reception, two yards. And then Benny Snell had a target that was not complete. Overall, with the, with the wide receiver play going along with Ben Roethlisberger, anything you, that stands out to you that you want to bring up? Uh, we'll once again start with Brian. Well, here we go again. Uh, I Somebody mentioned earlier that the receivers weren't fighting. I think they're fighting. I think they're getting open. We saw some frustration from Juju Smith-Schuster throwing an iPad, which, you know, if that happens in my house, you're that, going to time That's out a Microsoft Surface. You, you, you got to get it right. That was a oh, Surface. Was, we're, oh, we're, 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 we're not doing that Apple stuff. That's a Surface. Uh, okay. Well, the, the Davises aren't doing the Surface <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, yeah, he'd be going to time out f- for that. But, you know, he there's some frustration. And I'm going to say it again. I think it just goes all b- back to the fact that the ball's not getting to these guys. And then they're being told afterwards. I'm having visions of Mark Malone in 1987 yelling at these guys for throwing a poor pass. Um, and that's what it seems like to me. I, I just don't think uh, – I am high on the receivers. I have been. W- would have loved to have seen Claypool out there. He was injured. Um, really like what you have with Deontay Johnson. I think James Washington what, – what was James Washington's stat line? Because he looked he looked good on a on – a, I don't think he had any drops, did he? Five five targets, four receptions, sixty nine yards. Okay, because um, I I thought he was used well. Yeah. Um, I just don't think the passes were getting to these guys properly. Kyle, what say you? Yeah, I mean, you know, you saw like a lot of the success we had. Where I don't know what you call the routes. It looked like a curl to me, mm-hmm. um, where they would get separation from the corner and then you know do what you will one on one, and it seemed like. You know, we were like that's how we were moving the ball, and the receivers were a part of that. The the stat line from Juju speaks volumes. Although you know, any, one of those big connections would have been a whole different story. Yeah. But different you know, time. I think of him as the third down guy, the move the chains guy, and it would, he, you know, he just kind of disappears from the stat uh, like that. But you know, the the uh, I know the you know go, go back to the Ben Hay tier, but the 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 fact that we're getting eight or eight or nine different receivers in the game with targets and receptions, it's, you know, it, it says something that we're getting the ball around and it's not for a lack of effort uh, to get everyone in the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little frustrated. I'm not going to go with the receivers. I'm, I meant to say this more with Ben Roethlisberger and I got so caught up having to do some of these super chats, which we have even more still to get to. And that is with the fans are tired of certain things. But I mean, once again, 
a fourth down play and you throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage, another fourth down play. You know, that was on fourth and four. They throw it two yards behind the line of scrimmage. And what's sad is Fremuth was targeted one time. He was, from what I saw, I want to see it again on the all 22. He seemed to be wide open on, on that play. And Ben hadn't even looked at that side of the field. You know, the, the, the defense is going to where he's, to, to where he's looking and, and things of that nature. Um, so that's a little bit frustrating here. Two, $2 from steel dog 88. The tip jar says, Dave, Taught, this is where I said, you know, Father Time waits for no one. He says, same with the Castro. Time to move on. Sometimes it's time to move on. And, you know, the Steelers, the fact that they didn't move on from Ben Roethlisberger is basically saying for this year they felt that Ben was better than their other options. We also had $5 from uh, Bully Mob Kennel into the tip jar. Um, I might hopefully might be seeing him next week. I'm scheduled to go to Pittsburgh to see the Denver game. I have a couple things in my in my schedule that I have to work around to make sure I can make that happen. But I'm supposed to be there, and he's going to be there as well, sitting in the same section, mind you. But he said, Favre said when it's time to go, the first ability to go was the ability to read the defense quickly. I don't think that late career year off helped with Ben, meaning in 2019, we missed that. That's true. I don't think that Ben is reading the defense the way he he once did. Uh, so that is a good point. I know I got another super chat sitting here. Okay. Um, is he is he gun shy? I feel that in some of those instances, especially yeah. fourth down, you know, and he's like, no yeah. matter what, don't give up the sack. And you ju- you're just, he's just, you just, you he would rather throw a pass two yards behind the line of scrimmage and give the player a chance to do something than to not be able to make the pass at all, which I understand that logic, but at the same time, I would almost rather say, Hey, it's fourth down, throw it past the sticks. And even if you're throwing a 50, 50 ball for your guy to go up and get it, if it's incomplete, it's incomplete. If it's intercepted, you're actually gaining a few yards where they would have had at the line of scrimmage, you know, those kind of things. Um, that's just part of it with the with it's a little bit frustrating. Wes his Hickok, five dollars in the tip jar says, stop making excuses for him. We're one and three because Ben's accuracy and pocket awareness is gone. I'm not saying it's completely gone. I'm just saying it's not good enough. What um any thoughts on that, Brian? Kyle, you go ahead first. I mean, it's a factor. You know, it doesn't it, it certainly doesn't help that we gave up points on five consecutive defensive, you know, uh drives there. So sure, Ben's one of the factors, just like you know, the the O line, the in the injuries. So um it's easy to put all the blame on Ben, but this, this is who we got for, you know, 14 more games or whatever, 13. Yeah. Brian. I'm kind of agreeing with Wes a little bit. The only thing I'm saying yeah. is I am not ready to bench him because I don't think the alternative is on this roster. I don't think a better alternative is yeah. on this roster, but I could be I could be wrong with that. I'm just we're not getting the quarterback play that we're accustomed to, and I'm going to keep going back to the same thing on that. I'm going to ask a rhetorical question, and I mean I could you could answer it, but I don't want to. I don't want to take the time to answer it now. It's something I want you all to think about, and those of you listening to think about moving forward. What would be better for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now with the line improving but struggling, for Ben Roethlisberger to get killed in the last year of his career, or one of the other young guys to be getting killed when they're trying to get their career to take off? 
Just just think about that for a, for a little bit. Let's go like to the that. rushing game. Let's go, let's go to the rushing game. The Steelers had 16 carries for 62 yards. That's a 3.9 average. Uh, one of those carries was by Benny Snell Jr. for zero yards. Uh, the other 15, hey, Najee Harris hit 15 carries for the first time in his career. Um, also found the end zone for the first time in his career. Had 62 yards on, on the day, 4.1 average. It seemed like when the Steelers had the ability to run the ball, well, not the ability, when they had the opportunity to run the ball because the game dictated it, that they that they ran effectively. For example, Najee Harris, seven carries for 31 yards in the first half, which left him with eight carries for 31 yards in the second half. So we had 31 in each half. Uh, let's we'll go ahead and start with Kyle. What was your overall assessment of the Steelers' run game this week with Najee Harrison and everything going on? You know, I thought at least um, take away those penalties last week and that opening drive. But this mm-hmm. was like the first time where it looked like we were doing what we at least were trying to do in the run game. We were getting positive yardage. We were getting uh, Najee in one-on-one matchups and he was making a lot of times the first guy miss. And, and then of course, uh, even toward the end when he was like still initiating contact and getting positive yards. So, you know, it wasn't a 20 carry a hundred yard performance that we usually say is a win, but uh, with our sample size, I got to say, this is yeah. our, this is our, yeah. this is a win for us, you know? Yeah. Brian. Najee Harris, we're going to say, because we're not even going to worry about Benny Snow in the one carry for for zero yards. Najee Harris in the running game. Thoughts thoughts on this week? Okay, you just took the negativity out of that whole thing because I was ready to (laughs) just completely destroy Benny Snow Jr. So that's good. That that saves all of us and saves me. It's not it. It's it's one sixteenth of the rushing game. It's doesn't it doesn't even deserve one sixteenth of our time. It still drives me crazy. And throwing yes, to him, too. They threw to him, too, and yeah. he dropped it. Um, Najee Harris is special. And, you know, somebody wrote, uh, somebody I really respect, Bert, wrote that, you know, we're wasting his prime years. No, I mean, we're just, I mean, this is his first his He's first four season. Games in. He's four <laughs> games in. And I think, but I, I really think that what we saw in that first drive is what you could expect if you can have good quarterback play out of this offense. What you saw in that first drive, I mean, they they had some third down conversions that we didn't see the rest of the game. Those plays were scripted. They looked a whole lot better than some of the plays when they're thinking on the fly and having to be situational later. I want to talk about, I'll talk about that later because I thought the play calling in some aspects in crucial spots, absolutely horrendous. So what I'm going to say about Najee Harris, I think he's got the vision. He's got the power. He was moving guys. Um, I really think that, that he's going to be great. Yeah. Lots of, I mean, he's going through it on with a bad offensive line, but he's a battler. He's not complaining and 4.1 average. That's what we were hoping for out of the guy. Yeah, I'm. I want to just you know to, to finish up the offense before we move into part two here. I want to say something. I need to go back and see the game again because there's so many different things I'm trying to look at when I'm only seeing the play one time. I'm really trying to focus on the offensive line. I tried to view it a few times to say, hey, are the is is this defense doing it again where they're putting an extra defender in the box like the Steelers have seen the last two weeks? And 
I and the few times that I tried to look and count, I didn't see that it was where they had an extra defender in there necessarily. A lot of times they had some even numbers, but I really need to go back and break that down more. But I will say this with the way Najee Harris ran the ball today, what he showed is, is that what Las Vegas and Cincinnati did to Pittsburgh is what every team is probably going to try to do from this time coming or from this point going forward. They're basically saying, we are not going to let Najee Harris get going. We are going to make this running game the last in the NFL because the only way we're going to lose this game is if Ben Roethlisberger comes out and beats us. And so far, Ben Roethlisberger is not showing that he can come out there and beat the other team. So with that, I'm going to bring up one, one other quick super chat because thanks. Mean Joe said $5. The tip jar says, how about a mention for the no show defense? They stopped. They, they stopped the opening drive. Not another stop to the fourth quarter. Is it all Ben's fault too? No, <laughs> it's not all about Ben. This was the first half of the show when we were talking about offense. We are going to talk about defense in the second half of the show. So if you're listening to us in audio form, go ahead and roll on over to part two. If you are here on YouTube or Facebook Live, just give us a few seconds and we'll be right back. 